Welcome to On the Way with Tony Chris. Each weekday, Dr. Chris will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Crisp. Welcome to On The Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is podcast number 38. In our last podcast, we discussed James chapter 1. And James was saying to all of us to count it all joy when we fall into various troubles, trials, crushings, that we count it all joy. And we do this because God is up to something. He has in his mind our good and our best. And so he says, you need to discern what God is doing. And so I want to pursue that because James left us with, if any man lacks wisdom, that is, seeing the trial from God's perspective, that we can ask him why, and he gives us freely the answer, and that he will do it without fussing at us. And so I want to go just a step farther with that in dealing with this aspect of trials, because sometimes it's hard to discern. It's hard for me to discern at times whether it is of the devil the flesh, the world system that we are placed into and are surrounded by, or whether it's the Holy Spirit trying to do something in my life. Many times when something bad comes into someone's life, immediately people will say, well, that's the devil. Well, I think the devil gets accused of a lot of things he's not in and he has nothing to do with. Sometimes God is doing something in our lives. And so we need to discern, is this something that is from God or is this something from the enemy attacking? me. And so it's it's not as easy as what someone thinks sometimes that it is just a matter of whether it is of the Lord or whether it is of the enemy. And so we need God's discernment and God's wisdom, just like we do in every other aspect of our lives. And so the first thing we have to discover is, is this God? What is the source of the trial? Is it the enemy, the world, the flesh, the devil? Is it because of my sin, failure, bad choices? Do I have some part in bringing this on myself? The psalmist said in 139, search me, try me, see if there is any wicked way in me. Some years ago, I wrote a post on Facebook and it got a lot of traction because I said in that, that as a pastor and in my own life personally, in my walk with God, most of the bad things that have come upon me have been because of my own doing and uh, my own bad decisions, misjudgments, sin. And because of that, what I have done is I have put rocks in the hand of the enemy. And sometimes I've put rocks in the hands of church members that wanted to stone me from the beginning. And so we have to discern, is this from the enemy? If the answer is yes to any degree, what we must do is repent immediately, quickly, completely, and submit to the will of God. Are my hands clean, we should ask? Did this come upon me from without? And is God doing something in my life that I need to pay attention to? Is he bringing me through a period of brokenness to develop in me more Christ-likeness? It's been said many times by great men and women of God that the Christian is either going into a trial, in the middle of a trial, or coming out of a trial. The fact is that will be repeated many times in our lives. But I want us to look at a very familiar passage of Scripture to most of us who have studied the Scripture, and that is Hebrews chapter 12. When it comes to this matter of brokenness, sometimes the brokenness 
is really brought about by God for our own discipline. When the great heroes of the faith are delineated in chapter 11 of Hebrews, when you begin chapter 12, and remember the chapter divisions and the verse divisions were added later. The chapter divisions in the 13th century and the 1200s uh, were added, and I'm so grateful to God that they uh, were. And then 300 years later in the mid-1550s and the 16th century, then the verse divisions. So that's why I can say, turn to Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 1 is because because someone, by the grace of God, put in chapter and verse divisions. But when you end chapter 11, there is an immediate uh, therefore. Now, anytime you see a wherefore or a therefore in the scripture, stop and ask yourself the question, what is that wherefore or therefore, therefore? Because it is usually coming to a conclusion. It is bringing us to a result that should be expected based upon the premise that has just been laid. Now, he's just been talking about all the great heroes of the faith that trusted God in the middle of hardships of every kind, when they could not see what was around the bend, when they could not see what was the next step. And some of them gave their lives, and many of them were persecuted and went through dire straits and hardships that we only read about. So when the writer of the book of Hebrews comes to what we call chapter 12, he says, therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily besets us. Now that's for another podcast, but what I want us to do is to skip down to verse five when he says, and have you forgotten the exhortation which speaks to you as to sons? You see, many of the things that happen in our lives from God are not because we're lost, but because we're saved. Here's what he says. My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord. Now the word there is patia, and it's mentioned many times. It's the Greek word for child rearing or for bringing up a child, disciplining a child, instructing a child. It's uh, where we get pedagogy. It's the same concept of discipline. Don't be discouraged when you are rebuked. For whom the Lord loves, he chastens and scourges every son he receives. If you endure, if you bear up, hupomone, if you uh, get down underneath this crushing that God's giving and you understand what is happening, that it is chastening if it's needed, God deals with us as sons. For what son is there whom the father does not chasten? But if you are without chastening, without discipline in your life, without instruction, of which we have all become partakers, then you are illegitimate and not sons. Furthermore, we have human fathers who corrected us, and we paid them respect. Shall we not much more readily be in subjection to the Father of spirits? For they indeed do it for a few days, and they do it in what seems best for them. But our Father does it for our profit. Now the word there is to bring together, to bear up together. The concept is God helps us through discipline to get it all together. And if we are his children, according to verse 11, now no chastening seems to be joyful for the present, but grievous. It hurts. Nevertheless, afterward, it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. So he goes on to say, strengthen yourself and don't allow this to get you down because God has a great purpose in that for your life and for mine. And so in the next podcast, we're going to deal with this aspect of the discipline of God in our lives versus the torment and the temptation of the enemy. 
Let's get it together. On the Way, I'm Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at TonyCrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast. That's questions at TonyCrisp.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.